0: It's the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone, time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthitha Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who's as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that supports your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. today i think i have someone interested to um share with you some part of the way that you may encounter in life you may not you never know so please welcome nanette murphy from life live now um she is a divorce coach health coach um she's an author of shattered dreams and new Beginning. She also a founder of the online community called divorceafter40.com where she helps women divorcing after 20 plus year of marriage. So I know it's not a, it's not a kind of like sweet things to speak with, but I think it could be a smart way to at least acknowledge this information with you, whether you're going to go through it or not, because you never know what is the future comes. But Anyway, we will get fun to this. So thank you so much for joining. Get us stuck with you today, Nanette.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, this is um yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thank you.
0: I'm honored to be here too. Um so yeah, before we get started with your expertise of the divorcing coach, um, can you at least share with me how you started your expertise or how you started your entrepreneurial journey? Well, um I guess I'll slide
1: back about 10 to 12 years when I did, um, you know, I was, my marriage was breaking down and, you know, ultimately ended in divorce. It was not pleasant. Um, especially because it was, I mean, divorce is never pleasant, but it's was later in life, um, which I found really challenging, you know, three children later, almost 25 years married. Um, so the, you know, for, for me, um, you know finding my next purpose didn't come overnight it really didn't it was challenging um you know you kind of you know the world is yours but then you have to figure out what's next so for me um as we all know the what uh, the year 2020 held for all of us um this is when i made the decision um to start doing other things other than watching Netflix and, you know, eating popcorn and making food. And what, were they, what was everybody making banana bread back then? <laughs> so uh, um, I just decided that I'm going to um, do some online courses. And it started with a Yale university online course called the science of wellbeing. Mm. And truly from there, it just snowballed. I reached out, I found, um, Michael Beckwith, who was on a platform called Mind Valley. And from Mind Valley, I took less classes to be a certified life coach. And then from there, I became a health coach. And honestly, it was like a snowball effect. And I just, um, I didn't search out, search this out. It just kind of came to me. It really truly did. Um, I, You know, everyone is feeling that 2020 was a horrible happening, and it really was. But I think there was a silver lining for many of us, and we we learned a lot about ourselves. And we were able to educate ourselves on other things. And for me, that's what it was. I was able to become a certified life and health coach, and then it evolved into becoming a divorce coach. I, I became a divorce coach through life experience. Um, through what they call uh school of hard knocks in the, uh in the U S um, so slowly I began to niche down and really focus on who I wanted to coach. And from there it became uh, women like myself married 20 plus years, probably over 40, 45 and um, most likely devastated, whether it was, whether it was their decision or not to divorce, it's still it's still a hard thing to grasp mentally. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Good.
0: Interested. So, yeah. So, divorce could be one side decision mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. together, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. For me, my personal experience, um, it was infidelity. And, you know, you try to, after being married 20 plus years, you think, well, I'm not going to stand for that, but you've got three children, you have a life, you have a, you know, I was with my previous husband for, you know, almost 20 years at that point. We were, you know, by the end of it, we were together, we'd been together 30 years. So, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to end it. But when reality is in front of you and smacks you in the face, then you kind of go, oh, how, how, how can we fix this? Um, but the key is, um, you can't fix it if both partners aren't 100% in. Both people aren't 100%, 120% willing to make it work. Um, and again, it, it like I said, it could be either side, you know, it could be a mutual thing, but it's still, I mean, after that many years with someone, it's it's really hard to let it all go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine being in a relationship for like 20 plus years. I mean, for me, 4 years already could make me devastated. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, you know, it's uh, and unfortunately, I don't know about where you, where you, you're from, but in the US, um people getting divorced after 50 is the highest percentage rate of divorce right now.
0: What? Again, after 50, you mean 50 years of age?
1: 50 years of age. Yeah. So, you know, after 20, 25 years of marriage, that is like, we are in the highest percentage of divorce rate right now in the U.S. Uh, actually here they call it a gray divorce, you know, because you're kind of going gray and you're getting older <laughs> and you know, not the most, it's not the most flattering term. But, uh, in my research, I did discover that <laughs> I did oh. discover that that's, that, that's okay. actually the term. It's a gray divorce. And mm. unfortunately for women, for women, it's um, financially, it's mm. the women who suffer most. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, so my big focus in my coaching is um, making sure that they're prepared financially, like, you know, just making sure they're taking care of their finances and also they're, they're taking care of themselves, but that's a, Another, I'm sure that'll be another answer to one of your questions.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So, so yeah. before we get there, let's, let's go, let's go back before we okay. divorce. <laughs> we divorce. No, we, we're not divorcing. <laughs> um, what are the signs? I mean, to compare between short-term marriage, should I say short-term marriage? No, like, uh, how to say um, that? Fewer um, years of marriage years, versus, sure. versus longer years later on how it's different and what are the signs of difference
1: I uh, you know well unfortunately for me my experience was um yeah you could just I think it's just the fact that people they grow apart you know you spend your life raising your kids um for me my husband you know built a business I raised the kids he he retired early but um you know, if the telltale signs are, you're just kind of growing apart, you know, and you can feel that you can feel that something's not right. And I find that many people tend to ignore those signs. Mm. They, you know, they brush it under the carpet. They just, Oh, you know, we're just busy. um, We're not really connecting. And maybe after the kids are grown up and moved out of the house, maybe it will get better. And sometimes by then it's too late, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, too late. And once again, unless both parties are fully committed to making it work, it's just not going to, it just really isn't. I know I tried for a couple of years and, um, I, I write about it and say that, um, three people in a marriage doesn't work.
0: Three. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a little crowded. (laughs) It's a little crowded. So, um, Yeah, I think I think that's just people just kind of tend to brush their differences, brush their uh, lack of communication um, under the carpet. And then when it's like, oh, my gosh, the kids move out and it's just the two of them looking at each other going, wow, I haven't been happy for a long time, but they've never addressed it.
0: Mm. Happiness is something that very hard to define, do you think?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Happiness is different for everyone. But as a couple, you have to work at it. Mm. Unfortunately, my ex-husband thought that marriage shouldn't take effort. It should just happen. It should just be natural. It should be no no effort needed. And I'm like, wow, you know, talking to a man who built businesses, built companies, built homes, built this, and had a lot, you know, you have to put a lot of work into it, a lot of thought, a lot of energy. But somehow... You know, a relationship shouldn't be just easy. It should just unfold. Well, clearly two people should be able to mutually live together if they're meant to be together and, and be happy. But there's compromise, there's communication. And if you don't have that, well, you either have to work at it or it's just going to fall apart. That's my view on it from my experience.
0: Yeah, I have seen many people have a different Perspective in life, especially different goals, Um, and they are not working in the parallel anymore. They Mm -hmm. tend to walk apart.
1: Yeah. Right. Yes, absolutely. And you have to pay attention to that. You have to be respectful of each other's goals, each got each other's feelings, um, each other's space. Yeah, it takes some work. It takes your attention.
0: Do you think that like a marriage contract would help this? Like, I I'm not sure. Over, um, yeah, I mean, contract it can be anything, but like the agreement between both both parties.
1: I mean, I'm I'm sure some people have that, but I don't know. After being when you're, I guess in, in a, maybe a fantasy world that it it would make things perfect, but. People change your, your lifestyle may change your, you know, just anything like someone could get sick and now you're, you know, you thought you were on one path and then, Oh goodness, this has happened. And now you're every, everything changes. And you just have to be willing and able to work together to get through, to to get through tough times. And again, if both are on the same page, You will get through it. It, It'll be tough, but you'll get through it. But if you're not both on the same page, you might as well just throw in the towel because uh, your efforts will just be um, for nothing. If you're like fighting, fighting, fighting and trying to make it work. And the other one is like, yeah, sort of giving efforts, but not really
0: in thai we called it um you cannot clap the hands with one side it's not gonna allow um, yeah
1: that's a really that's a, I love that analogy yes yeah. you, need, you need two hands to clap absolutely that's i love that
0: yeah like everything like you cannot just like do it one side at all like you can't no. what about children i think many people are gonna think like that like at at your time back then that you got divorced, um, your children, I, I assume that they already grown up, right?
1: Yeah. My, um, my oldest was in her t- early twenties. Mm. My son was almost like he was late teen. And then I had a, have a daughter who was at the time around 13, um, which is a very tender age. Um, you know, I almost feel like the older they are, the more difficult it is because they're so much more aware of what's going on.
0: Mm, that's what I want to ask. How they, like, what do you think between, like, younger age and older age? Yeah.
1: I, I think it's just easier to keep things from the little ones. that you, you know, you can kind of package it up a little simpler. Whereas when you have older children, they're not dumb. I mean, I thought I was hiding so much from them and now years later, I'm like, oh wow, you, you heard that or you knew that or yeah, they're not dumb, but even little, little children, they know when, when mommy and daddy aren't getting along. And they're almost, you know, I've heard, you know, people say that it was actually better for them once the parents were split up because both parents were happier. And the little children they they they're aware of that they you know so many people say they staying together for the kids, and that's what I did for two years. I tried so hard to keep that family unit together and in the end, unfortunately, it was better off not being together because the tension was so thick, you know um yeah, kids aren't their kids are so much smarter than we give them credit for.
0: You Way know smarter. yeah, I agree. I mean, I have been through like some kind of family issue, but then like the tension in the house. I mean what I believe is that to be to feel uncomfortable with physically, I mean that's fine, it's gonna be gone. But like if mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable mentally and also emotionally, that's that costs a lot of um yeah. effects. In other yeah. parts. Yes,
1: it, it it affects
0: health everything.
1: yeah, and your yes, your health, your physical health, your mental health, it affects all of it, and um, I saw that effect on my on my kids um even as old as they were, um and I've heard, talked to other other people who their kids are in their twenties and they're you know angry because their parents are divorcing and like there, it still has an effect on them because now they, they've got to split their life up. I feel like they have to take sides, you know, there's, but, but it does. It affects everyone and it takes a while sometime to heal. Yeah. And, and something that I, um, have learned to say often, healing is an active process. You can't just sit there and wait for. Some sprinkly, sparkly thing, you know, It's Not gonna happen. go away,
0: no. Unfortunately, you've got,
1: to, you know, you've got to dig deep, and you have to um, actively heal. And once you do, life does get better. It really does.
0: What I find is that conquer the fear really helps me to overcome things that, like, I feel it difficult. Like, really face it, really believe that this is happening, like, every time. I saw, so, mm-hmm. like, so it's so hard to, like, facing it, though. Like, doing this podcast, like, getting out there, or, like, these fears of, of not knowing how it's going to be at the end. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, I mean, I understand, as a student, like, right now, I'm 29. So, I can see, like, my friends' parents going through this, like, for real. It was funny because like I'm talking to you right now, but like, yeah, just like a couple of weeks ago, like just heard this story. And they're like, it's different because like I, my friends are at my age, right? And we are like working right now, having business or other stuff. And we have to help the parents going through this. It's kind of funny to see, Mm -hmm. even though we don't want that to happen. But if it's happened, how can we? Fix this trauma inside. Right. I think that's well, hard.
1: It is hard. It, it it divorce just doesn't happen to two people. It is a ripple effect, and that ripple goes wide. It yeah, really
0: relative is. as well.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it it. Well, I think sometimes too, um, when you see a couple who you think has the perfect life, they've got everything. And then you see that marriage crumble. I think it 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 rattles people because they're like, oh, my goodness, if that can happen to them, how, you know, it can happen to anyone. And, yeah, it can. it can happen to anyone. Trust me, I grew up. I mean, I was, you know, met my uh, ex when I was 18, you know, been together forever. That well, was never on the radar. Many things were on the radar, but not that. You know, um, mm. so. Anything can happen. And, you know, uh, I've actually early on, um, felt this, but I was, was always afraid to say it. And that was, I associated it with like grieving, like a death. And I didn't want to offend anyone who had lost someone through death, but it, it's truly the same, the same process. It's a grieving process. There's been a, de- a death of, a marriage and trust and hope and you have to really find your way of healing and getting through it and surviving it.
0: I can understand that. Like that's that's obvious to me though. Like that's really makes sense. Like whoever say other thing, I'm like they may not yet going through that, so they don't know. Right. I I think it could be that way, but okay. if for example like mr a and miss miss c decided to get divorced both of them w- what so let's say we, we are talking to the women side right how we as a women to prepare going through the divorce period like what are the things in general well
1: um i have been saying this um recently that um your your lawyer clearly in the U.S. You, you need a lawyer. Ninety-nine percent of people need a lawyer to divorce. Your lawyer is important, but equally, if not more important, I recommend highly, especially for women who are in you know older, most likely financially secure. You know they're they're, they're older. They you know they've they're established. You need a financial advisor,
0: mm. and
1: without a doubt. Get a financial advisor because mm. um the statistics, well, statistics also show that uh women who divorce who are you know they have they have they're financially secure they've got some money they they don't have to they're not struggling within five years they can uh, be nearly broke because they're not taking care of their finances they're not being aware that. You, I mean, okay, so I was 50 when I divorced. I could have another 40 years. Who knows? Women are living to be over a hundred. Who knows? You know, um, I didn't have to get a job. I mean, clearly I can have one if I want one, but I went to my, my, ment- my thoughts were, I have to be con- in control of my money. I have to know that this money is going to last me. And how am I going to do that? And, um, I actually on my divorce community, we just had a, a financial advisor who actually is certified in, she's a certified divorce financial analyst.
0: Oh,
1: like, like, there's actually now people in the financial industry, you know, you have a divorce lawyer while well, you have a, a divorce, like a financial advisor who knows the, the world of divorce, which I think is fabulous. Um, because you have to prepare even before you file. Like most people think about divorce for about a year or two before they actually, they actually file. It's not something that you wake up one morning, and go, "Hmm, I think we're done today. Let's just, you know, call up a lawyer, draw the papers and we're done. No, it's a, it's a process, you know, um, of thinking before you get there. So first and foremost, Make sure you have financial advice, know what your expenses are, know how much money you need each month. And um, one of the things that I did was I lived below my means for the first year or two. I mean, I wasn't, you know, eating Raymond noodles or, you know, rice and beans and, you know, I was just making sure that I didn't overspend was making sure that I, okay, this is okay. Oh, I have a little bit more left. Okay. So I can spend a little bit more next month. You know, I could, you know, play around with it. So in that transition stage, you have to to be aware, but your financial advisor can help you with that. Your financial advisor will know and know all your expenses and it's not the easiest, most pleasant task, but it needs to be done. It so, be done. yeah.
0: So you think, Usually, people don't really have a financial advisor with them.
1: I don't know. I don't I I bet you most people don't. Uh, but you can, you can do it at your your bank. Offers these services, and most financial advisors. Um, this is what this are. She's actually a friend of mine who spoke, and they don't they don't say, "Oh, we're going to charge you so much money every time you talk to us." No, it's usually you know a small fee of what you invest or what you make. It's not. They don't they don't charge you like you go and and sit down with them. They're like, oh, there's one hundred and fifty dollars or four hundred dollars. It's not it's not usually like that. At least it shouldn't be. But much like a lawyer, you should you need to shop around. You need to ask your friends, you know, who do you suggest? You have someone that you like. Uh, Have you heard of this person? Um, Co-workers, family, friends, they can always point you in the right direction, at least to someone to talk to. And that you get an idea. And my big thing is make sure they're respectful of you. Make sure when you're talking to them, they're not talking down to you. That they're speaking to you and being um, helpful, understanding, not necessarily sympathetic, but, you know, just understanding what you're going through is also also such a delicate time in your life. So uh, you want someone who's going to be understanding for sure.
0: Yeah, thinking about someone who is already traumatized with the marriage Mm -hmm. have to consider all the factors of being that have to be survived after the divorce. First, Mm -hmm. needs to plan how it's going to be after the divorce, get money on the right path, get -hmm. the job, Okay, secure the job, if anything that would involve to... Any difficulties, need to secure that before and then mm. get to that line. As well mm-hmm. as getting someone to help who understand how many errands that you have to run around us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no what I've been saying in my, you know, promoting my business is like it's not a journey you have to walk alone. Mm. I mean, I wish I did not even know ten years ago. I'm not sure how long the divorce coaching has been a thing. I didn't know it existed. I had a counselor. I would have had a divorce coach because my counselor helped me with my mental state, my, my, my heartbroken state, but a divorce coach would have been like, okay, here's what you need to do. You go this. cry in the corner. Go get, go cry in the corner. You do that. Get up and scream, whatever you need to do. But now we got to get this done. You have to take care of yourself. That's the other aspect of my coaching. Self care is, um, self care and financial advisor. Those are like, they walk hand in hand. Those are the two, for me, the most, two most important because if you have your mental, physical, spiritual strength to keep you strong to get through all of this, that will help you go through your checklist, <laughs> you know, talk to your lawyer and and it's just even being prepared. I had a woman on my, in my community that I need to get this off to her this afternoon. What do I even ask my lawyer? I have no idea. Yes. So I want to compile some, a, a list of questions for her. Like, here's a good start, you know? Um, but yeah, there's just so much to think about. And some days you get up and you're like, I can't think straight to save my life today. You know, it's just a matter of getting out of bed, maybe getting the kids off to school if you do still have children at home. And and that's like that's about all I can do today. <laughs> you know, so I'm really trying to um be an advocate for divorce coaching specifically because, you know, I can think of, through all the things you need to think about. So that you don't, like, here here's your list of things to do. This week, we're going to work on this. Let's get your expenses down. Before you get to your financial advisor, you know, again, here are the questions that you want to ask your attorney before you get to see them. So that when you're on the phone with them or you're sitting across the desk from them, you can just pound them out. Because <laughs> I have a an ad that I just put out there. It's just, it was like the clock ticking, you know, when you're talking to your your divorce attorney.
0: Oh, they they gonna do that
1: know, five minute. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then and then you're like you're watching your clock going, oh, fifteen minutes, they charge on the half hour I'm like, meanwhile, you're trying to focus <laughs> on what you're trying to ask them, you know, and you. Know, let's face it, you know, don't want. I mean we need we need attorneys, but at the end of the day they you spend a lot of money. Uh, on divorce attorneys and i think a majority of it is um unnecessary money spent
0: ah, that's why okay it's actually not necessary if you prepare yourself for that
1: just be prepared i mean clearly you're going to have extended conversations or something's mm. going to go wrong or the other side you know their spouse is going to you know put delays in but Man, if you can shave off a few thousand dollars, because I don't know about there, but here, thousands of dollars, thousands are a spent.
0: Lot. <laughs> money.
1: A lot of money, a lot of money. And, yeah. you know, clearly a lot of it is because one side is it might be fighting the divorce and they just want to drag it out to make it more painful for the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of factors. There's so many hidden factors, and that you know you can anticipate, you you don't anticipate. But <clears throat> there is nothing wrong with being prepared before the fight, if there is a fight. Hopefully, there's not, but most of the time there is.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So, attorney, financial um, advisor, and divorce coach—like these—are the main. uh Let's say helpers that would keep you on track. That'll keep you on
1: track. You know, I I mean, I go through, you know, your account is, I mean, I personally had an accountant. I needed an accountant. Um, because sometimes when you're, when you're divorcing and there is a lot of money involved, you need what they call a forensic accountant where they really dive into making sure that both sides are being honest, not hiding any money. Um, so that's when a forensic accountant comes in and that can be costly, but sometimes well worth the money spent,
0: Mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm double checking my account pens every single day. So I know the numbers. Like any, like
1: like any business though. Yeah. Run a business with an accountant. Um, you know, there's, I think it's a good idea to make sure you have an accountant because they can, they can also give you, you know, tell you what your tax shelters are. Mm. They can give you information that you don't know about.
0: This one you have money to pay. Yeah. Something like that, that like, that we don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm. So
1: um, there's again, that's a long list of to do's. Um, when you're divorcing, preparing and going through it.
0: So, like when I watch movies, usually there will be fight for this contract to sign. This, yeah. these what we are talking right now is before the signing the divorce contract.
1: Right. So that would be called a pre prenuptial agreement. Is what they call that in the U.S. What you uh, sign before the actual before the marriage is a prenuptial agreement, and that's signed when when someone one side or the other has a lot of money already, and they want to protect it before the Before the marriage, in case the marriage but, but
0: the divorce contract though
1: but the divorce contract ah, well, when you're signing yeah, a lot of times people may not want to sign it because whatever is in the contract, one side or the other isn't happy with it, so they want to you know change something or but here in the u s at least in Michigan, it is um it's fifty percent when you've been married for if you're married and you choose to divorce everything's split in half just half (laughs) like so but not all states I don't believe all states are like that Mm. so you know I was just advising one of one of my um one of my clients that um she wanted to move out of the marital home now in some states you shouldn't do that Mm. because that could be called abandonment of the home (laughs) so um Yeah, there's just again, there's all all kinds of things that you need to find out about before you make any rash rash decisions, as they say. Mm. Uh, You want to be informed. You want to be aware. You just, you know, I mean, it would be horrible if you'd have to. You're divorcing and you're having to live in the same home Mm. with the person that you're going to divorce. But I know of situations where they had to until they made that decision as to who gets the house or. Sometimes one of them, um, one of them will buy out the other person until all those decisions are made. They have to actually live together, which
0: so apart from there are many chaos, there are so many options to move forward as well. Let's look at it that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions to make, a lot of things to think about.
0: And making decisions costs the most time consuming in life, to be honest. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. And, and again, when you're not feeling yourself, when you're emotionally drained and you've had the, you've like, you're at the end of your rope, but you still have to make those decisions and you don't want to make them wrong decisions. Cause you know, once that divorce paper is signed, There's no going back. You can't make any changes.
0: Oh, it's like in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Afterwards, though, let's say about your book, um, Shatter's Dream and New Beginning. I mean, it's also after we speak about this, like going to the divorce preparation until that time that, okay, divorce happened. Mm -hmm. It's a new beginning, right? But like, I think it is. People can find it lost, like they could feel lost at some point.
1: Oh, they do feel lost. I did feel lost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's when I go back to healing is an active process. You have to, you know, sometimes step out of that comfortable box you're in because you feel safe. Um, and, you know, go on new adventures. You know, I'm actually just writing an article and I'm just finishing it up. Um, and that's what I say. It's like, join a club, go on a holiday, you know, try, do something different. Because what I'm finding, even as I've, I'm building my business and meeting new people like yourself, you know, I would have not done this five years ago. I'm like, what? (laughs) Talking to a stranger about my life and this and that. But I've also learned that sharing your story can help so many people. In unexpected ways. Um, so sorry, I've kind of lost track where I was, <laughs> I kind of lost track where I was. Oh, no, I was we are talking about a
0: new beginning book,
1: with the, with the book. And, um, but you know, you've got to, you've got to be adventurous. You have to try something new because it's meeting those new people. It's trying those new things that could lead you down a path and lead you into doing something that you never expected to do. There's just so many opportunities
0: from your experience, do you have to change your purpose or your goal in life?
1: Oh uh yeah, sometimes for sure, I mean you I did when I divorced absolutely. I figured my divorce uh, or my life was going to be you know sending my kids off to college, and you know my husband and I would eventually travel and yeah we we had a we had a um we had opened a restaurant and I think you had somebody in your <laughs> something. You hear that? I do. So I <laughs> it's
0: it's funny. Like a, I live in air? a I live in a. how do you say that. It's a farmland. And there are many bugs. Oh. So oh. I have this thing.
1: Oh it zaps. Ah, gotcha.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. Yesterday I got frog inside that oh it's so funny though but i'm so scared well yeah
1: that would kind of creep you out a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah and that one has got just the, sc- the sc- shock is like this big i don't know what it
1: is as long as they're 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 not running around at your feet that's good
0: <laughs> i think they die at least die he's already leave this world sorry i apologize oh like, no, that's okay
1: that's okay but yes there's definitely a transition there's a change of your goals a change of your purpose. There's And that's what you have to sit quietly and learn to, I learned to meditate. I learned to try to slow down and, um, listen to the world and the messages around me, you know, telling me and listen to my inner voice and follow my heart that there's something else that I will find it. Um, and you can't, you can't push through these things. You have to let it just unfold as it's supposed to you can't reach out and try to be oh my gosh let's do this and let's do just breathe and let it all unfold as it should so one thing i did was i started volunteering at a local charity i was um volunteering at their uh, daycare center it was a, a women's shelter that had a daycare center and um yeah i started going twice a week and rocking babies and changing diapers and you know, taking care of these little babies whose mothers were alcohol and drug addicted and trying to, um, you know, find their new life, but they also had these little babies and little children to take care of. So that's what this daycare center did. Um, yeah, and long story short, I mean, that was 10 years ago and I'm still not and the daycare center, but I still volunteer. I'm on committees to, you know, fundraisers and it's just, you know, finding that purpose and realizing it for me, it made me realize like, yeah, my life is tough and I've had going through this terrible time and it's, it's a struggle, but man, it's nothing like what other people are going through. So it kind of puts your own problems into perspective, not that, that they're dismissed, but you just put it in a, in a, a little more, a better perspective that life could be a lot worse. A lot worse. Um, so yeah, you do have to change your, your goals, you know, your dreams, your passions, I guess. But I, I'm saying now you get to write that next chapter. It's all yours. You get to make the decisions. Um, and that's kind of empowering. It's truly empowering. Um,
0: it should feel excited.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because, um, one of the articles that I've wrote, it was, um, I, for a book, it was called, um, Don't Fear the Future, Let It Excite You. Um, because it is fearful. You, you can't take that away from someone. But once they realize that they'll, he- they're going to heal and things will get better, then yeah, the world is at your feet. You've got, there's so many opportunities out there. And, you know, as much as people are going, is social media really the best thing? I mean, people are growing businesses, they're making friends, they're connecting with people all over the world. I would have, would you and I ever connected, you know, without social media and podcasts and, you know, like just, so <laughs> I just but I just find it, it fascinates me, the people that I have met and um, talked to. And one thing I like about traveling, because I love to travel, is realizing and understanding how we are all the same doesn't matter if we look differently we have different cultures we eat different food we, but but we are all inside <clears throat> all the same little quirks about us all but you know we all want the same thing we're all looking for uh, happiness and and love, whichever, whatever that looks like. It doesn't mean, you know, you have a partner and you're married, but whatever that looks like for you. Um, and the older I get, the more I'm appreciating that. I love that.
0: Yeah. So in case anyone want your guidance of um, what they experience, let's say, whether they have decided they're going to go to divorce or yeah. they don't know what to do right now. Yeah, where can yeah. they reach out to you or get to your uh, community? Then
1: yeah, I have um I have a website. My website is live life now with purpose dot com, um, and from there you can find my my community, which is uh, divorce after forty dot com. But they can also go there directly. You know, they can go to the community directly. I have um you know my Facebook page is live life now. There's a private Facebook community called, um, women divorcing after 40, uh, don't fear the future. So there's, but you can, you can find me best on my website, live life now with purpose. Um, that's kind of where the, the best uh, platform is. Um, and then my book t- is on there. I have another one I'm co-author with is, um, invisible no more stepping into the spotlight, mm. which is a, which is a really, Wonderful stories, 17 authors sharing their stories of how you, um, you felt silenced and now you've stepped into the spotlight and you're, you've got a voice now. Um, and then, um, I'm actually working on a, on a chapter for another co-author book called, um, transforming pain into purpose, which really spoke to my heart because that's truly what I did and um you know there's it's it's really great to be proud of other people but it's really awesome to be proud of yourself so it's that's a cool it's a cool feeling so you know as for you, yourself as well you know you're on doing this podcast and you I'm sure you were fearful of doing it and what you know you then stepped into it and then you did it you know like how great yeah. is that yeah. how great it's is been that
0: years it's not just like just started. It's been two years. Yeah. I'm good. Years, yeah. So good for you.
1: Good for, good for you. It's just like, um, and I love to, um, be a part of women empowering women too.
0: Thank you so much. So I hope anyone who listening or watching this via YouTube or the podcast can get unstuck from the journey that you feel like not yourself anymore, or you are in the situation of like, it's different and you don't want to be like this in your relationship. I hope um, this episode enlightened you that there are ways to get out of this situation in a better way to see the new beginning with purpose that you can still find happiness in life and everything is solvable. So thank you so much for joining. Get us with video today, Nanette. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh.
1: Thank you very much. This was such a pleasure.
0: hope this episode inspire you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle get a show note at help you get today start implementing what you have learned the results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.